Hello Team NXT, CD, Danny Mac here again bringing you episode 87 of the Undisputed Future Podcast. It is Friday, May 24th, and we are just hours, hours away from AEW's Double or Nothing events, and I know we are here, I know I'm here to talk about NXT, I know you're here to listen to talk about NXT, but it would be remiss of me not to mention All Elite Wrestling's Double or Nothing event going on Saturday, May 25th, bound to be a big monumental day in the world of pro wrestling, and a monumental day happening on Memorial Day weekend in the United States, it, it kind of parallels Altogether, that's going to be from the MGM Grand Studio in Las Vegas. Shout out to Brett Perry if you're listening. Also from Las Vegas. Everybody, be safe out there to to traveling to Sin City to your time spent in Las Vegas. And most importantly, wear deodorant to the Double or Nothing pay-per-view events. Got to make a special announcement about that on Twitter, I guess. Just my two cents. I'm personally not going to be there. Special shout out to everybody fortunate enough to attend StarCast as well this weekend. That is something I just got to up and make the trip for. Really spread the word of the longest running independently produced NXT podcast available right now. And with that being said, simply put, my match of this weekend I think will be Alpha versus Omega 2, Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega. And now let's jump into the May 22nd edition of NXT television, and this one kicking off with a major title-related announcement for TakeOver. It appears that after last week's chaotic finish, the Viking Raiders have officially relinquished the NXT Tag Team title gold. So the Forgotten Sons, Street Profits... The Undisputed Era's Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, as well as one-two punch combo of Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan in a fatal four-way tag team championship ladder match, another first in the world of NXT. Now, I know it's not technically a TLC match, but we expect tables and we expect chairs, so I'm feeling a TLC-related atmosphere coming to the world of NXT is absolutely huge. We've seen what NXT talents can do with ladder match circumstances, going as far back as the first NXT arrival event with Bo Dallas and Neville, as well as the first ever NXT TakeOver Brooklyn event in 2015 with Kevin Owens and the Demon Finn Balor. We've seen inaugural North American Championship matches in NXT ladder match history that ended with a boom as Adam Cole became the inaugural North American Champion. So the Undisputed Era becoming involved in another first in the world of NXT, and I'm not even going to go into the world of war games. So an exciting tag team championship ladder match. Really rounding out what's an impressive takeover card. The card does seem to be finalized, but I will come to that as segments progress across this episode. Let's jump right into the Undisputed Era while I'm ending a ladder match claim with its leader. Undisputed Era making a statement at the beginning of this NXT television saying that they are stronger as united as ever. And restating the promise of being draped in gold this year. A big monumental part of this Undisputed Era storyline and all the undisputed tension that's been occurring the week after week is because of this major promise the Undisputed Era claiming. 
end of 2018, beginning of 2019, very consistent claim by Adam Cole that the Undisputed Era will be draped in gold. Now, it's been up to us to kind of kind of fantasy book on how this will play out, but right now it kind of kind of seems to be heading in the direction of Adam Cole is nowhere near finished with Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano would make his presence known during this opening segment as well, but I'll get to that in a second right after I'm done talking about the Undisputed Era's gold agenda. I think that given the Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly working condition of the tag team, as much as I do love and appreciate Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly, tag team combination. I do think that Roderick Strong versus Velveteen Dream, assuming he holds on to that North American title, another exciting topic of this show. Lots happening on this road to take over 25, gang. Lots of stuff going on. Anyway, Red Dragon representing and Roderick Strong going for that North American championship as Adam Cole finishes his vendetta with Johnny Champion. Johnny Champion also asking for the truth You cannot beat me on your own. A major claim to the Undisputed Era. Lots of major things happening on NXT. Got to chalk up the consistency. You could not beat me on your own. That came as far back as DIY's tag team history for a little while with the Undisputed Era. It's, It's been a bumpy road, but Adam Cole could not beat Johnny Gargano on his own with a two out of three falls situation. And Adam Cole rides on that. Adam Cole is persistent in his take that, okay, I won the first fall. Any other matchup, I would be the un- I would be the crowned NXT champion. Right now, I'm running this place as the uncrowned NXT champion. Imagine how much of the Adam Cole ego could escalate with the solid piece of, glo- piece of gold solidifying that claim as a physical representation. Now, Johnny Champion... Johnny Gargano, Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Producer, Johnny Takeover, Johnny Mathematics making his debut this evening with Cole winning the first fall, but in a two out of three falls match, we're getting a little fraction uh, lesson this this NXT production, which the crowd was very into. Uh, a lot of a lot of Florida math fans out there when it's presented by Mr. Gargano. Two out of three falls means that Johnny won the second two, making him the winner of that match. And apparently an unacceptable lesson for Adam Cole to learn. A heated brawl would break out, and somebody who has way unfinished business with the Undisputed Era, the original bro, Matt Riddle, would make himself known that he stands by the side of Johnny Gargano. We saw these two backstage in the trainer's area last week when the NXT Championship match claim was made official. Riddle would interrupt the Undisputed Era. Still not wearing shoes, by the way. Still, uh, still even barefoot running into a brawl. Matt Riddle just kicking off the flip-flops or just not even bothering to put on shoes down the entrance ramp. Regardless, um, very ballsy move by the original bro to trust the ground that much. Shout out as a longtime karate practitioner. So Riddle would interrupt, still not wearing his shoes, coming to the aid of Gargano. Numbers game still there, but the assist leading into a brawl, kind of breaking a neutral ground between Gargano and Riddle, as well as the entire Undisputed Era front. This whole thing would be further on claimed to schedule by William Regal 
I don't know if that was as fluent way to put that as possible. Anyway, heated debate in the general manager's office would schedule not just a take a takeover quality main event with Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly versus Matt Riddle and Johnny Gargano, but William Regal after especially last week's conduct. And we don't do business around here that way. And just the general unsafe atmosphere of a Full Sail University parking lot continuing. Roderick Strong claiming that flip-flop trophy after a vicious beatdown on Matt Riddle. The Messiah of the Backbreaker obviously damaging the original bro's ribs. This leads to an official scheduling of Matt Riddle versus Roderick Strong in a very important grudge match for the undisputed ever's Roderick Strong as well as Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle looking for a big takeover victory after unsuccessfully claiming the North American Championship in a great match and possible match of the weekend against the Velveteen Dream. Roderick Strong looking to prove not just his loyalty, but Roderick Strong looking to prove his strength when it comes to being an asset for the Undisputed Era. As the takeover card stands at this very moment, the Undisputed Era have a chance at Tag Team Title Gold and the NXT Championship. Roderick Strong needs this huge victory to pick up and continue this possible momentum. I don't see the Undisputed Era going 0 for 3 in this way. The possible th- the possible factors how they can go 2 and th- 2 out of 3 or even a clean sweep across the board would solidify a dominant reuniting and a strong front for them after TakeOver 25. So just my thoughts on the current states of the Undisputed Era. Be sure to reach out to the Undisputed Futures social media to give your thoughts on that faction. Let's jump into some singles action now with a Shaolin native making another appearance at Full Sail University in Sean Maluda. Sean Maluda, nephew of Alpha, a wild Samoan, Staten Island native, as I mentioned, fortunate enough to see him in a House of Glory pay-per-view show with my one-time co-host, Nikki Six, way back in the day. I want to say, well, not way back. I want to say maybe August 2017, August 2016, somewhere in that realm. Great show. I met Rey Mysterio, my all-time favorite wrestler. I saw him fight Amazing Red in what felt like an Eddie Guerrero tribute match. So it was a very good story told there. And just a lot of a lot of good New York independent wrestling happening at House of Glory. So shout out where it's due there. Sean Maluda making his way through the tri-state area independent scene for another Full Sail University appearance. Cruiserweight Classic competitor in his own right as well. So Maluda, not just with his... This is not his first NXT rodeo and definitely not a... Definitely not out of commission when it comes to competing in the big bright lights as it would be. However, Maluda needs to pick up a victory. It, it's kind of frustrating when a hometown hero just can't pick up that big win. But it was against Mansoor. Mansoor looking incredible, incredible as his match with Dominic Dijakovic goes. I really like the way Mansoor sold his beat down, was able to be smart enough in this David versus Goliath sort of situation with a one-time North American Championship number one contender, presumably before this meniscus tear and untimely injury. Not that any time, not that any injury is timely, but I'm just gonna just gonna go ahead and segue away from that and say Mansoor had something something to prove, 
and something ready to prove. The past few weeks, really strong showings. Case in point, my Dijakovic reference just a matter of moments ago, but really proving that he can go toe-to-toe and really bring a great matchup when it's with a man more his size. Maluda and Mansoor, I can see becoming eventual 205 Live talents. Not saying that in any discriminatory way. I'm saying that in a way that as a proud Cruiserweight Classic and Cruiserweight Wrestling fan as far back as WCW's original run with it, just mentioned Rey Mysterio was my all-time favorite wrestler, I really want to see the up-and-coming talents from NXT break through to 205 Live, really start to work both and get that Humberto Carrillo and Oni Lorcan type schedule where you can pick up major wins and appearances from brand to brand. So I'm really scouting not just, oh, who's going to make their big impact on Raw or SmackDown when the eventual shakeup or draft time comes, or just one of the general call-ups occurs after a major pay-per-view, but I really want to see where other brands can profit and grow as well. Who from WWE NXT North America can really break through on NXT UK in the ways that Cassius Ono can, in the ways that I see Danny Burch going to become the eventual full-time veteran scheduled for that show. Just kind of fantasy booking where other brands can grow in the way that NXT is booked. So enough of that big talking point there. Mansoor picking up another victory with that something to prove, breaking out some slingshot neckbreakers and a spiraling face-planting suplex. Really liked the move he used for that W, and I really liked the fact that this match was able to showcase two young, possible lesser-known talents to, let's just call it what I see lack of a better term for, maybe the casual NXT fan. Maybe you happen to watch this one week after only watching takeovers for this, that, or however long. You really get to see some guys who have not made, this is not their first appearance, but it's really a good way to showcase and to show off. So really big ups to Sean Maluda, Shaolin represents, and another big appearance for Mansoor, this one resulting in a victory. And Mansoor even making making that NXT UK previous point true. I can't believe that was right in front of my face and not mentioning it until now. I talked about Dijakovic and the North American Championship scene, but the Velveteen Dream is without an opponent as of... May 22nd, and I want to say maybe 8.30 p.m. Standard Time Eastern. Eastern Standard Time was Dexia Dyslexia kicking in there. Uh, yeah, not going not gonna to edit that out. I'm just going to go ahead and talk about D-R-E-A-M, the C-H-A-M-P. Sorry about that, Team NXT. I would say the two things fueling this episode here are adrenaline for all elite wrestling and just the general feel of not just NXT TakeOver 25 as a whole, but this particular segment where I'm able to have a fanboy moment for. uh, Velveteen Dream is in high demand. Absolutely, who is taking on the North American champion? Who will be the next to embody and experience the Velveteen Dream experience? experience in the verb and the experience in the noun form and experience in the way that it belongs on WWE programming, not with the word Viking in front of it, but I'm going to digress away from that point. Why bring up things that are already fixed? 
Velveteen Dream is in high demand. Too big to hold. Take that any way you can. Uh, Full Sail gave me the audible ooh already, so I'm not going to... Why be redundant on that point? So the question is who? Or the question may be whom? Seriously, the question may be whom. I'm not entirely sure what, uh, what pronoun to use there. Anyway, who steps up? Who steps up after years and years and going far back into this podcast as when I first started seeing the Velveteen Dream grow as a character and fantasy booking this rivalry in my head over and over again, who makes their homecoming to Full Sail Live other than Tyler Breeze, Prince Pretty. Prince Pretty, a NXT long-term favorite. Tyler Breeze, a man who took on Jushin Thunder Liger at NXT TakeOver 2015. Tyler Breeze, the man who was part of one of my favorite matches in the history of the NXT brand, the self-titled NXT TakeOver Fatal 4-Way with Tyson Kidd, Tyler Breeze, Sami Zayn, and Neville for the NXT Championship. That Tyler Breeze has come back to NXT. That Tyler Breeze is inspired. And I want to talk exclusively about that word, it almost feels like. Because this segment brought all the heat and everything that I could have possibly fantasy booked for myself to the table. Tyler Breeze calling out Velveteen Dream exactly as you anticipate it would and hope it would just to damage the ego in what is sure to be an egotistical and charismatic clash between the two? A cheap knockoff. Nothing about the Velveteen Dream's persona screams cheap. But the over-the-top flamboyance that was once Prince Pretty could spell imitation. There can only be one, is essentially the story here. There can only be one prince, and there can only be one crown, and that is the NXT North American Championship. Guessing if you're king of the brand's uh, North American Championship would make you prince of the brand. That's my take, and I'm sticking to it. But Dream says to go back home. Just because you couldn't hack it on Monday and Tuesday nights does not mean you get to step into the Dream's spotlight. Spotlight or private personal villa, Tyler Breeze is going to make all of the splash he can as far as getting his attention. Breeze doesn't exactly dispute that point, and really you can't dispute that point. Ever since Fandango, unfortunate, unfortunate injury, and that tag team occurring as well, just when you feel like everything on the fashion police's side is picking up steam, these things these things happen, and just recently listening to them on the Edge and Christian podcast, you really know everything that Tiger Breeze and Fandango as well have gone through as far as up, as far as ups and downs may may occur. Tiger Breeze going through several character changes in not just NXT but FCW, going as far back as there, really proving that he belongs to stand out in the NXT developmental system, and then something like Prince Pretty Tiger Breeze essentially takes off and gets the momentum slowed a little bit, even after debuting at a Big Four pay-per-view like Survivor Series in what you would think is another pretty good rivalry that's in front of your face and pretty too hard to overlook in one with Dolph Ziggler. And even after a big victory there, 
Prince Pretty just not picking up momentum. And I personally have gone back, and you could go back in a couple episodes if you want to travel back into this to, to into the discography, but I don't really recommend that. There's plenty of wrestling podcasts out there, and I thank you guys just for keeping up and paying attention to this one. But I'll I'll repeat this claim that I'm gonna claim to have claimed, and Tiger Breeze was made for a North American Championship type situation. Tiger Breeze has been in the spotlight and the main event picture and the number one contender picture picking up really big wins to get there and really, really great matches to make himself known. I belong in NXT. The word inspired speaks to how much Tyler Breeze cared about this brand and how big of a heel he was. Tyler Breeze is that first talent in NXT that I could really think and remember. I love hating this guy. I love rooting against him because he's not going to put on a bad match. He's obnoxious enough where you believe it. And you know he's going to yell at the referee in some absolutely clever way that's going to make you laugh and respect everything he's putting into this character. So an inspired Tyler Breeze, somebody who's hitting the hard restart on his career, it almost feels like, and really taking it back, really taking NXT back to where it could be and delivering Fans like myself, a big-time fantasy book story for a championship. You could go back and think, I could see this man as a mid-card, top-of-the-board champion in NXT. Well, top-of-the-board and mid-card, kind of a contradicting statement, but you know what I mean. Tyler Breeze is made for that intercontinental sort of situation. Tyler Breeze can do what the Velveteen Dream is doing and give us a rivalry that we care about the North American Championship for. When Dream fought Ricochet for that title, and when when we saw what we saw, and we see the importance of wanting to hold on and wanting to grow what this lineage could be, and really taking that major point of, a lot of major points here, A lot of big things happening on the road to TakeOver, even bringing up past TakeOvers, as I'm talking about with Tyler Breeze. Going as far back as to say, this championship can put you in line for a NXT championship opportunity. What that Intercontinental and United States championship scene is and was supposed to be. That is what Tyler Breeze's talents can do. This is an NXT veteran I've mentioned it with Aaliyah, but it's kind of taken a different toll here. An NXT veteran is something very hard to be, but very much appreciated. When you want to go back and you want to do, and you want to make that statement that NXT champion at the time Drew McIntyre made, I wanted to be here. This is the brand to be. This is where the talents that you know are going to make big things happen, be and grow and show up to the performance center and work harder than anybody in WWE to make their spot their spot that's the inspiration you want to see that's the inspired Tiger Breeze that we're talking about Tiger Breeze is going to elevate this North American championship should he become the championship holder if Tiger Breeze were to come back and make that big of an impact from Raw or SmackDown honestly forget where Breezango was at the time of this split But if you want to come back from a main roster show to make an NXT championship important, that should really speak to the story here. That should really speak to the prestige of the North American championship. 
That's what builds a title. That's what builds a star. And that's the exact spot fans like myself want to see Prince Pretty Tiger Breeze in. We want to see an inspired main roster talent able to come back to NXT. And this this goes for anybody. This doesn't just go for an obvious fan favorite and homegrown sort of character like Tiger Breeze. Anybody wanting to come back to NXT and showing that NXT inspires you and what you're able to do, that doesn't just give the performer credit. That gives this brand the true talent and spectacle of a takeover event as well as the week-to-week TV. It shows what a big deal that is. And that's just with somebody who has been overlooked and, quite frankly, underutilized like Tyler Breeze who was over the moon in NXT and fizzled out. We've seen it come and go. We've seen it happen at least double digits. I don't want to say dozens, but maybe a dozen times just based on talents running through my mind right now. Debuting Ty Dillinger at a All Elite Nothing, All Elite Double, All Elite Wrestling, Double or Nothing. That's a long title. A little tongue-tied, got the adrenaline kicking. Somebody like himself. I can't wait to see what's next for Sean Spears in his career. Because he was an inspired talent in NXT. Kind of running that same line. So this just really, really goes to show what the NXT brand can do for a career. Hopefully what it can do to reinvigorate and re-inspire a talent like Tyler Breeze. Let's get to the conclusion of this segment though. A lot of emotions catching up with me here. A lot of passion going in to when I talk about the selfie-wielding king. Selfie with the champion is proposed by Tyler Breeze, but not before a major burn. When you write your number on your tights and nobody calls you, they aren't interested. And with that one being said here, folks, the selfie strike would spark our next North American Championship rivalry. And Kathy Kelly would further in the night ask Tyler Breeze what his motivation was. And his motivation was inspiration. Tyler Breeze wanted to give Dream an introduction to an inspired talent. And that word speaks volumes in the career of Tyler Breeze. I cannot wait for this rivalry. If given the proper takeover spotlight that I know Velveteen Dream and Tyler Breeze as performers and as characters crave, we are going to get an impressive bout for this North American title. Let's jump into women's division action really quick. Candice LeRae taking on a larger opponent in Reina Gonzalez. Reina Gonzalez, a Mae Young Classic competitor in her own right, and having the size advantage over Candice LeRae. But Candice has fought larger opponents before. It really doesn't slow down the Candice LeRae momentum. Larger opponent, she's going to beat you any way she knows how. Reyna would make her size advantage known, displaying a lot of power out of this match. Uh, I really can't think of the last time, maybe since maybe since Nia Jax, where NXT has had their really big, looming presence female talent. We know what Shayna Baszler is capable of. She's obviously dangerous in her own way, and I'll get to talking about the champ in a second. But Reina Gonzalez could really take that monster role that the NXT women's division appears to be missing. 
and I, of course, mean monster in the strictly role way, Raina Gonzalez, objectively an attractive woman, not like I'm body shaming or putting anybody down here. Let's just drift away from that before I end up putting my foot in my mouth and say that Candace was able to overcome, and hip-hip, Luray would strike again, landing on Raina and picking up the victory. But the champ would storm the ring with the rest of the Queen's army, seemingly putting Candice LeRae in danger, already having to go through a match with the powerhouse. But Io Shirai, Shirai coming out swinging like a superhero with a Singapore cane. I know they're calling it a kendo stick now, but I rolled with the, rolled with the alliteration there. And Io Shirai coming to Candice LeRae's rescue. And Io Shirai, fire in her eyes leading in to this NXT Women's Championship opportunity at TakeOver 25. Io Shirai really wanting to take this division back from Shayna Baszler. Shayna wanting to throw her weight around, wanting to throw Marina Shafir and Jasmine Duke in anybody's face and in anybody's way. Io Shirai says the numbers advantage will not continue and Shirai's aggression can show how badly she wants to step up and take the division back and take away the Queen of Spades crown, the NXT Women's Championship. And this kendo stick was no joke. Really relentless assault to the army. Candice, obviously appreciative of Io Shirai's efforts. And those, with those two women sharing the ring, though, between those two, I see them being one or the other. I personally have no fan preference. They're both great baby faces, and they're both... Have they're both serving that underdog role of you want to see them step up and you want them to both punch the bully in the face and really take the ti- really just take the title away from Baszler. Io Shirai and Candice LeRae have that effect of making you want to cheer. And Shayna's able to make you drive you crazy at the way she treats her fellow competitors and how she's throwing this championship. In the locker rooms, in the locker rooms, face and showing this absolute total control of anybody who has stepped up thus far. So the Queen's army subsided at the hands of Shirai after a big win by Candice LeRae. Let's jump into what's we're yeah what we're anticipating next week while we're talking about the women's division. A very anticipated rematch between the EST of NXT and the HB. I see Bianca Belair takes on Mia Yim in a rematch after the clever yet controversial way that Bianca Belair was able to secure her victory last time these two faced off. Another match for the Japanese phenom Kushida taking on the spectator from last week, Drew Gulak. And if you're anticipating a submission fantasy match, then I'm in the same boat as you are. I cannot wait to see what is sure to be a technical spectacle, Drew Gulak versus Kushida next week. Jumping into main event time, big players in tag team action, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly versus Johnny Gargano and Matt Riddle and the debut of Garganbro. Gargabro. Garganbro. It's there. There's a clever name there. I don't remember the exact hashtag, but Garganbro, I think it's there. Anyway, 
Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano kicking this one off with some serious wrestling. Some real chain link Johnny wrestling. Really, really loved it. Really loved it. Hot start, fast start. Speaking of technical spectacles, we're in for last week of Kushida and Gulak. Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly giving us a little bit of that in their own right. Tag team chemistry by the Undisputed Era, though, it's unrivaled. These guys have been together especially this tandem of Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. These guys are together a long time, going as far back as Ring of Honor, New Japan. They just get it. They're clicking. They're always on the same page. They're on the same exact word at the same exact time. They know everybody, excuse me, they know where each other are any point in a matchup. That being said, I can watch Matt Riddle giving gut-wrench suplexes all day. I don't care which Undisputed Era member it is. The man has freakish stallion strength. With that being said, however, the Undisputed Era's inflicted injury to Matt Riddle's ribs would be a big factor in this match. I mentioned the chemistry of Undisputed Era. Johnny Gargano and Matt Riddle couple really impressive tandem maneuvers as well. Knee strike combination suplex from the match immediately comes to mind. I hope Kyle O'Reilly's head is doing just fine after that one. Undisputed Era, in the end, the numbers game would just catch up to all parties involved. Adam Cole would make his presence known first. He would catch a suicide dive at the hands of the NXT champion. And Johnny... Johnny Champion would lay in the right hands, but Roddy would execute exactly where he would need to be. Roderick Strong's interference in a match paying off for the Undisputed Era at the expense of Johnny Gargano and particularly Matt Riddle. Roddy would open up a big-time opening for the Undisputed Era's team and a backbreaker on the apron really solidifying and taking it to those damaged ribs of the original bro. Excuse me. Really just elementary from their team NXT. Total elimination by Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Victory belongs to the era. Roderick Strong really redeeming himself these past couple of weeks. Not just in Undisputed Era's fans' minds, but I'm sure Bobby Fish, Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Adam Cole, Bebe's, as well. The Era would close out this episode of NXT television with a post-match assault and the last shot to Johnny Gargano. And is Gargano out of time as NXT champion? Can the chemistry and new formed or refound, 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 a way better way to put it, refound trust that the Era has for each other, will that be the last shot? to Johnny Gargano's NXT Championship reign. Really don't want to see Gargano's Championship reign end anytime soon, but I do see the Undisputed Era taking two out of three at minimum of their TakeOver scheduled matches. Roderick Strong versus Matt Riddle, Undisputed Era's involvement in the Fatal 4-Way Ladder match, and of course, Adam Cole as number one contender to Johnny Gargano's NXT championship. Big plans for the Undisputed Era, really wanting to break in and make true, they want to speak it into existence. They want to really make true 
their vow of being draped in gold by the end of 2019. Another week, another great day of NXT television. That's about going to do it for me here, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 87, great week discussing the May 22nd edition of NXT TV. Thank you so much for listening. There is no I in Team NXT. If you're traveling to Vegas, I hope you're safe traveling. If you're already in Vegas, I hope everybody's safe and wearing deodorant and getting along and just everything that makes the act of being a professional wrestling fan so great. We're a stronger community than Twitter thinks we are. Prove everybody wrong and have civil discourse. Great discussion. I hope everybody's enjoying All Elite Wrestling's Double or Nothing event. Hope you're enjoying StarCast. Special shout out to everybody attending on the timeline. Really, really great credit for you guys. I hope everybody gets the interviews they want. I hope everybody gets their interactions with talent they want, and I hope by the end of this weekend, everybody's brand is going to be elevated. Be sure to follow this one at at Undisputed Future Podcast, all one word, is the Instagram. I'll be sure to make some photo appearances and throw down some wrestling memes and maybe throw a couple discussion videos up on there. Um, trying to focus a little bit more on that particular social media preference. Don't have the Facebook really up and running, but just give a search for Undisputed Future Podcast on Facebook, and I am there as well. But the the key and the major one and the main source of my wrestling discussion is probably, without a doubt, the Twitter. At podcast underscore UF, be sure to follow me and reach out for all of your NXT talk, NXT discussion needs, and please keep this road to NXT TakeOver 25 Interesting. Give me any talking points you have about this amazing card, which runs down as follows. Rounding out this takeover card, we have Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole for the NXT Championship, the Fatal Four Way Ladder Match, Forgotten Sons, Street Profits, One Two Punch, and the Undisputed Errors, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, the NXT Women's Championship, up for grabs with Io Shirai taking on defending champion Shayna Baszler. Matt Riddle versus Roderick Strong in a big-time grudge match. Roddy, can he prove himself to the Undisputed Era? Can Roderick Strong keep up this momentum we have seen these past couple of weeks? And my most anticipated newly announced, newly announced matchup has to be Velveteen Dream versus an inspired Tyler Breeze for the NXT North American Championship. Match of the weekend. Right there, folks. Probably match of June, even though it's going to happen on June the 1st. Thank you so much for listening. Travel safe, be safe, have fun, and have an excellent Memorial Day weekend. I have CD, Danny Mac. Enjoy yourselves out there, Team NXT.